on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I walked out on my restaurant career. That's how you have to leave jobs after 13 years because your boss will just talk you into staying. Like, let, yeah. let's be real. It's like, they'll throw money at you. They'll we'll work you less hours. No, I need to go somewhere else, okay? It's not <laughs> I'm you, out. it's me, right? Get me out of here. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, what's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. We've got Nicholas Nick on the King stage today. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Doing really good, dude. Doing really good. Having a having a bad. I, I woke up today. We did like over $2,500 before 8.30 a.m. And I was like, man, this is a good day. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good one to wake up to. Yeah, You was. know, uh, that goes into my morning routine a little bit. The first thing I do is check all bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know, is today is today a fight or flight day? <laughs> well, we up or we down? That's right. That's right. But in all seriousness, thank you for being here. We appreciate you just taking the, the moments away from those other deals that you got going. But tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. So what I offer is super unique and amazing. We really are, when most people find us, one of the main things they say is, man, are you the only thing like you? And, you know, I really think that we are. And we are a all-inclusive lead generation company that pulls lists, skip trace them for phone numbers, cold calls them, text messages them. We offer a CRM, you know, you name it in their lead gen. And we either provide it or we know a lot about it. So uh, our, our main niche is real estate investors, yeah, but well, we've been open for five years. So our niche is now lead generation after yeah. that many years, you know, you can't help but be into everything after that many years of success. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's been great. And so if, if someone's listening today and they're not in the real estate space and they would find value in purchasing lists and a team to cold call those lists and set up appointments, that, that's what you do? Yeah, basically. And, you know, what we do is I do try to keep it simple. We aren't closers, you know, and, and I think that's also too much responsibility to hire out, to be completely yeah. honest, but that's a different conversation. You know, we are lead generations, information capturers. When we take on a custom script, which we do all the time, I have a great process that I'll go over with you. So if you're not in real estate, you would follow this process. You would either have a list or one of ours that we provide would work for your industry. Then you would send over a rough draft script. You don't have to be good. I'm great. So you just have to tell me your point and I'll make it better, period. Yeah. Extra cost for that. And then we create a group chat on Facebook with me, you, my operations manager and your cold caller. And we chisel this thing out. We give them the script. They can provide live feedback, whether it's, hey, this line doesn't work. They keep hanging up on me. 
I keep getting wrong numbers. Are you sure this is the right list? You right. know, and you get live feedback. So it's not like four days late. Like you can, right. your money is respected immediately. And to be honest with you, in most of our other industries, we knock it out of the park. You know, that type of live feedback allows us to figure this out extremely quickly. So week one might suck, not going to lie. That's the kinks. But, you know, week two, week three, week four on custom campaigns generally take off. As long as we have a good list and a good script, um, we can really make it happen. I love it. Yeah, obviously, me being in real estate, multiple sectors of real estate and having decades of cold calling experience. I, I'm, you're merging those two things together. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? You know, a lot of people ask us, you know, after five years, like, how do we do it? How do we get so many leads? What's our yeah. secret sauce? And that's honestly a super simple answer. And we, we, would, we do the same thing every time. And I think when a lot of people take on stuff themselves, they start to get complacent or too good and they forget, they leave, so, oh, I actually leave that part out of the script to make it harder on myself, you know, <laughs> whatever the hell we tell ourselves. And, and I think like our secret sauce is really just consistency. We don't do anything special. Our script is for free on the internet. So anyone could really duplicate our service, right? But it's our ability to do it every day in a really high quality way that I think allows it to work so well. I, I love businesses like that. I mean, some people, some in today's world, kind of like the, the, the buzzword is boring businesses. And it's like, you can repeat what you just said. You can repeat being a plumber. You can, you can, all these things can be repeated. It's just a matter of you going and doing it. Right. So I'm excited to hear some of that perspective. Before, before we do that though, I wonder, before we jump into your history, why, why at this level, the revenue marker at the money you've made, the team you've built, why are you still doing it? Dude, so I had a friend ask me the other day, he goes, when are you going to fire yourself from, from, from lead mining? And I was like, what? I was like, well, if I, would I fire myself from something that makes me money? I said, you know what? I fire myself from dishes, laundry, mopping, sweeping. You know, I'm actually sitting right next to a towel on the floor. You know, I've retired from that too, right there. And, but it's like, for me, I'm naturally good at running business. And I think one thing you'll learn about my story is I ran restaurants for 13 years for 80 hours a week. Okay. If you ever know a restaurant manager, they literally work 70 to 80 hours a week. And I had a 10 hour commute my entire career. And I worked from 11 AM till three in the morning, five days a week. And now when customers call, I'm the only person that does any phone support. So anyone watching, try me even during this meeting, if you want, but try me. And if my phone rings, I answer it if I can. And I do that because it's still much easier than what I used to do as a career. Sure. You know, I'm, I had a guy call me at 10 o'clock the other night. Oh, Nick, and a lot of, I can't believe you answer your own phone. Cause I'm all over my website and stuff. And yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I it's don't me. know why I wouldn't answer my own phone. Like I'm making almost a million dollars a year. I still consider myself retired. I can still be on the jet ski and answer the phone. And I will. I'll answer the phone. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm jet skiing right now. But if you can hear me, we can keep talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it. that's like a big authenticity play. Yeah, um, sure. But anyways, the work I used to put in, answering at 10 o'clock at night and pausing my Netflix. No big deal. But <laughs> No big deal, brother. Yeah. And I actually, I hired a marketing company 
And I was like, make my phone ring more. And then they're like, no, you'll bottleneck. You'll, you'll bottleneck and you'll be the weakest part of your business. Well, I actually look at how long each call takes me when I hang up. Yeah. And my average call, because I answer the phone myself, is three to seven minutes. Right. So it's like, if they go on, it's because I want them to, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. But if I want to be concise, we can wrap this up in three to seven minutes if we have to. And I can handle 30 of those a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially if you, it, it's not like you're, it's not like you're doing everything in the business. That just seems to be the best usage of your talents at the current moment. I'm sure at some point, if you were getting hundreds of calls a minute, you, you wouldn't and be I, the solution. And you know what? If that is the case, I'm making money hand over a fist. I'm stupid to hire a not to. At right. this point, exactly. you know, I tell people now, I said, look, if I hired an employee to answer this phone, they would piss you off and then they'd hand me the phone with you all pissed off. So it's like, I'm, I'm just saving us a whole headache here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also respecting my 13 years of customer service experience. You know, yeah. it, it is my secret sauce. Like, if you want to know what's so great about us, like, not to sound like an ego, but it's me. You know, yeah. it's the fact that I won't give up on you. We have satisfaction guarantees and, you know, so many things to make sure my customers feel safe. And it's because, not to sound rude, but I don't need their $200. I need their loyalty. I right. need them to love me. I don't need the, oh, you gave me 200 bucks and you got zero leads. I won. Ha ha. Like, right. man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so one thing I offer is I have a zero lead guarantee. Anyone who uses my system and gets zero leads, I give them half of whatever they paid completely for free. So if you pay a thousand bucks and you get zero, honestly, even if you get one, I still honor it if you pay a thousand bucks. And I give you $500 worth for free. I only ask one thing, and that is that we learn from the first campaign. Let's have a meeting, talk about the numbers, troubleshoot it, and make new steps in a different yeah. direction, whatever that is. Yeah, because at that point, you're actually trying to, you're, you're actually trying to deliver. The, the, the cool thing I want to apply here for the listener is it's not so much of look at me, look what I can do. I'm the, I'm the best at it because at this stage, for this specific role, you are. And there's a lot of owners right now who are doing that. And that's completely okay. It's when you get stuck in those other things also. What I heard you say was a distinctive, I have a team. I, I match you with my operations person. I match you with a cold caller. Like I, I group the whole thing together. And yes, this is my one little task. Well, it's not, not just little, but it's not just right. one. But <clears throat> you've built this system to where I don't want the listener hearing today thinking they're on the job site. And they're also answering the phone and also following up and also sending invoices or they're a marketing person like you and they're, they're building the campaign, they're cold calling, then they're doing the customers like, no, that's not, that's not, that's, <laughs> that's not what Nicholas is saying. Okay. <laughs> so no, you're right. And you know, to, to go back, I was there. So, you know, to deconstruct a life that might be like that, if a lot yeah. of you and the example you just made, if you're like, well, Chaz, I'm doing that right now. Well, here's, here's what I did. So lead mining literally went viral five years ago. I couldn't contain it if I wanted to. And I'm a customer service guy. So I'm not telling, which means I'm a people pleaser, which means right. I'm saying yes, which I'm not saying I'm too busy. I'm saying I'll get to it and I'm working 70 hours a week at right. the time. Yeah. So I was, I was our only employee and I was in the weeds. We literally- Deep. 
on week three, I went from zero to $10,000 weeks on week three. We started as only American cold callers. And by the way, back then, I was the only. You were it. Well, I was it. Well, and that was double the reason it took off. It wasn't you weren't getting someone. It's you were getting me to cold call for you. And it blew up. Well, by week six, I swear I'm crying at my desk. I'm doing invoices. I'm doing, yes. I mean, these are good tears. These are tears of cash. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, but you know what? I am done. Like I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to check into a mental institution if yeah. I don't get support. And I was sitting there and I'm doing invoices, marketing, follow-up, cold calls. And back then I had no automation. So I'm getting a lead. It's being emailed to me. I'm finding the email, looking up the client, sending it to them. And now I've got $10,000 in automation built yeah. around it. But so at that time, what I started doing, and this is my go-to advice, whether you're a consulting client or whatever, is hire the thing you hate. Start there. Write down the thing you hate doing the most. And it's probably the most mundane time waster you do anyways. So give it to a VA, uh, you know, invoicing, I, you know, I, it does not take a genius to type one, zero, zero send. Right. So I gave that away. I gave email follow-up away. I gave this away. Now, every job in my business is taken, but the one I have now, which is marketer and customer service. Yeah. The ones that you want. The, the ones that I want. And that's why when you say, why do you still do this? Because I fired myself from every job that I hate. Yeah. And I only have what's left, the one that I love. Yeah. So why would you fire yourself if you love it? Exactly. Such great perspective. I want to dig into a little bit of that. Before we do, I'd love to know how you got started. Like how, how did you stumble across cold calling, lead miner, like real estate? Like sure. give us a little bit of the background here. Sure. So this, you know, I... I've always been uh, somewhat of a storyteller, but okay. I have a joke and I do have my own Bible stories. You know, my story, when I, when I was in it, I was very blind to all the details. So, you know, anyone else watching right now, you're actually the hero of your own story right now. You just don't realize how strong you're getting, you know? And I was a restaurant manager for 13 years to 31. Okay. And... Wow. I was married for some of that time. I worked a lot and I was also a fiend for business books. Seven day, seven habits of highly effective people, good to great. I mean, you name the business book. I'm listening to it in my hour commute that we talked about earlier. And yep. then when I get to work, I'm like, practice, practice, practice. You know? Yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. This really works for me. And you start to really learn your style. Yeah. So I, I was a restaurant manager. That's what really taught me. In the time after 13 years, while I was quitting, I felt like I'd wasted 13 years. I felt like this, I couldn't believe I stayed for so long. I'm so stupid. Like all this guilt and shame. Sure. And you know what? To this day, I give it every piece of credit. You know, if you think about it, People used to yell at me about their $5 hamburgers right. and, and I cared and I didn't even cook the hamburger or my name wasn't on the door. 
none of that. Now I sell packages as low as $60. And when they're not happy with it, even if it's not my fault, like I care about it. I'm like, yo, so it's really easy for me to also have this huge concern for my clients because I cared when it was a $3 order of fries. Like you think I don't care now? And now I get all of the revenue. You know, so, right. so it's even more important. So his story, restaurant manager forever, that taught me people, systems, hiring and training. Yeah. Okay? I can really hire an employee like it's and train them like it's no one's business. I probably hired over a thousand employees in my 13 year career. Yeah. And that's what taught me that then you may have heard of it. I used to be an executive at an education company called Clever Investor okay, with Cody yeah. Sperber. Okay, um, yeah. okay, loved working for Cody. So I started working for Cody via one of his vice presidents. Okay. And I worked for him for a while, about eight months. He, after I walked out on my restaurant career, that's how you have to leave jobs after 13 years. Because your, your boss will just talk you into staying. Like, look. Yeah. Let's be real. It's like, they'll throw money at you. They'll, we'll work you less hours. No, I need to go somewhere else. Okay. It's not <laughs> Come out. It's me, right? Get me out of here. And so I did, I walked out of that career. And so I'm out and I'm unemployed for nine weeks. The first five weeks, they were nothing. I kept taking restaurant jobs, interviews, but turning them down, right? So I take the interview, help my ego while I'm unemployed, turn on, turn down the offer because I'm not doing that anymore. Then I get an interview with Clever in their Lakeland, Florida division, where I'm from, this little redneck town in this place called Polk County. And I couldn't believe it. I apply, great interview. I don't hear anything back. For the first time in my life, I followed up with an interview. I've never done it before. Oh. Okay. And I was like, hey guys, you know, I don't normally do this, but damn, we had such a good talk. And, you know, <laughs> and they literally said, and I'm going to play for nine weeks. At this point, depression sat in. I'm no longer turning down right. restaurant jobs that I'm manipulating into giving me job offers, even though I know I'm not taking them. So those aren't even coming anymore. And I'm starting to get more depressed. And I send this follow up email and they said, Nick, we totally forgot about you. Can you start tomorrow? Whoa. Well, I, I met, I met them somewhere. I asked for $17 an hour. They gave me 18 and we started and they were so behind that I started working 70 hours a week right off the bat. My pay was literally the same as it was at the end of my 13 year restaurant career, as it was at the beginning of my $18 an hour overtime opportunity. Okay. Right. And because I'm no stranger to overtime, I'm really working the same, making the same. Right. And anyways, nine months later, three promotions. I'm this guy's manager. He ends up moving on to another opportunity. And they, luckily, they flew me out to Phoenix for 30 days to test me as the new executive in this role. Yeah. And I guess he liked what I had to offer. I'm sure it was <laughs> and the attitude right sure yeah you know i was like this guy i get him on my team so then he gives me the job and then for three years i am the director of student services at clever investor which means every 
client that goes through them, yeah, you know, I I was under my influence <laughs> as a way to say it. Well, I came from the restaurant industry. So we went from signing up clients and maybe not touching them as much as we should sure. to signing up clients. I'm calling me. I'm calling the same day. The yeah. concierge is calling you tomorrow. The other person's, I created this system where we just beat you up with support. So anyways, I worked at Clever for some time and they, they threw an event that focused on direct mail. And again, I'm dealing with the student body and like, I'm like, this isn't working. <laughs> you know, people are not happy with the result that they're getting at this event because sure. we're leaning too much on direct mail. Right. So I back then knew nothing. Again, I'm a burger flipper, random restaurants for 13 years, one year into this position. And I said, guys, like, what's free? It's cold calling. Right. You know, I can, I can dial anyone for free. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right now. And so I, we shifted and we started teaching them how to pull lists, skip trace and cold call. And it was awesome. So we took this live event he threw, we shifted it to cold calling. It did wildly successful. Then they introduced me to Dean Graziosi. True story. Yeah. Yeah. I met Dean. I helped Dean throw two of these events. I taught him myself because I ended up coining this event kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, dude, I'm a year and a half out of my restaurant career. And I'm like, Dean working with teaching <laughs> Dean Graziosi. You're, you're on a high. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a high. And I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. And I, I was not successful yet. I'm still making 65. I'm making... My executive position was still under 70 G's a year. So, you yeah. know, I'm still in the same position I was, but I'm in a new position, right? Right. And then I saw cold calling was the way. Well, when things started, when me and Cody started to drift apart, I had requested to work from home. They agreed. It was great. And I was like, well, I'm going to start cold calling. You know, I need to get, I need to get a deal. <laughs> yeah. I made all these people successful. I can be successful, 100%. you know? And so I start cold calling every day and I'm super determined. And I, I averaged 300 to 600 dials a day for over three months. Okay? Wow. I had a business partner. He was supposed to be the closer and I was the lead guy. We, yeah. it, was, it was great. You know, I ended up bringing in some leads. We didn't close anything, but I realized one thing and that I am a lead generator. That's right. And as time went on, three people found out that I was cold calling. They said, Nick, could I pay you? Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then this is where the story start, ends or starts. Depends how you want to look at it. Uh -huh. One day, I, I'm very competitive. And I see a Filipino advertising their cold calling services inside of a group five years ago. And I'm like, she ain't better than me. You know, I'm like, I can't, I can't let her get away with this. I'm like, so I, so for the first time ever, I write a post advertising myself. Yeah. And I said, Hey guys, I never do this, but I'm creating something unique, American only cold calling. I think back then I charged 200, $150 for 500 dials. Now it's 200, but $150, 500 dials. Let me know if you're interested. Blah, 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 blah. I do all the work myself. Bam, bam. I hit enter. 
287 people commented. I stayed up until one in the morning emailing everyone. The next day, I signed up 20 people. And then I literally called Cody and was like, I quit. (laughs) And and it wasn't anything because of him, but I was like, you know. and Yeah, you found your opportunity. The conversation actually was, I don't want to keep a commitment to you that I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to fulfill because I have this new exciting thing coming at me. And uh, they actually asked for a one month notice. And of course, I was like, yeah, like I'm working from home. Hell yeah, I'll work. I'll work an extra month. You know, and I probably needed that. Yeah, just get your stuff together. (laughs) Get your mind right. And then you got 20 new clients. Yeah. And that was the birth of, of lead mining. That was, that was five years ago. I love it. I love the story, the energy, the passion that you speak it or with. Hey, Chaz Wolf here. As many of you know, I have been on an absolute mission to help entrepreneurs from all across the country in many different industries, level up their game and grow their business and intentionally connect with other entrepreneurs. We do that obviously through the podcast, but we also have a peer-to-peer mastermind group specifically for seven to nine figure business owners. We are bringing some of the best and most successful entrepreneurs and minds together in a regular and super intentional way to not only grow our network, but to be able to leverage. And at a certain point in business, success becomes about leverage, leveraging time, leveraging resources, leveraging key relationships. This is exactly what we're doing inside of the peer-to-peer mastermind group called Gathering the Kings, specifically for seven to nine-figure business owners. So if that's you, if you're ready to level up your seven to nine-figure business even to the next level and get around other big hitters just like you, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com, fill out a short application, and uh, it'll come to an application uh, call with me, and I want to chat with you to see if it might be a good fit. Talk soon. Okay, so so let's fast forward a little bit. So you start, you, you know, 20 people the first day. Yeah. I want to know somewhere in here, you know, maybe after your first 100,000, but before, you know, you said you're um, around the million dollar mark now, but somewhere in between there, we want to know. What was a good decision that you made that you can look back and it's just like, ah, uh, that one thing? Well, I'll be honest with you. That one decision never stops. That's right. That's um, so good perspective. Yeah. Like I did it today. I did it yesterday. My one decisions keep happening. And I can tell you that the minute I take my foot off the gas, the minute the car stops running, you know, and I think that that's the that's the big lesson is, you know, if it's actually working, you know, now that's a different conversation. Now, if, if, if the question is, what is a decision that I think really allowed this to work? Sure. Yep. You know, I think what was my three months of the 300 to 600 dials a day. This wasn't an experiment after that three months, if that makes sense. And one of the biggest pieces of advice I give to most entrepreneurs is if you want to, if you think you have a dream, but you've never done it, you need to try it because it could not be your dream. After I threw, after I created this business, I threw a live event in my house and I charged $2,000 per person. 10 people came on me, $20,000 in two days. I will never fucking do that again. 
And it's like some people will be like, well, dude, you made what you do. <laughs> right. It's really stupid. No, it's not really stupid. I thought that I wanted to have 10 entrepreneurs in my house listening to every word I was saying and blah, blah, sure. blah. But you know what? I'd rather wake up and go jet skiing. You know, I really would. I'd rather wake up and be like, you know, I don't, I, I just don't feel like doing anything today. I'd rather be that in flow. And not that that's like a disrespect, but yeah. the point I'm making is, I thought it was a dream of mine to throw an event in my house. Right. And I did it and I loved it and the people loved it and it was great, but I wouldn't do it again. And if right. I did, it would be $5,000 a ticket. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, so when I, when we say, what is a decision is I had that three month runway that taught me a, how much potential there was and B that I can do it. Yeah. I think that the, the decision that you, not just the specific one that you're talking about, but the decision that you say you're making every day, that's it. As general as that is, I want the listener to kind of really pay attention to the mindset there because everything that just happened, what you just said was, I keep making good decisions, which then gives me confidence. I keep making good things happen, which then looking back at it, you don't really realize it, but it's a history or a track record of good decision, little good decision today, tomorrow, next yeah. day. And, and of course, I think you're right. The, the runway that you gave yourself is huge. I think even just the mindset and underneath going, okay, starting something from scratch and I have no pipeline. I need to basically outwork the everything. process, everything, everyone, you know, and, 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 and so there may not be a guy listening right now that thinks, well, I, I, I have a pipeline. I have, I'm turning away projects or clients or whatever, but it's still the same mindset, I guess, that goes into going, okay, well, in this moment, what is it that I need? And I need to go after that specific thing with right intention, good decision-making abilities. And, and which is a big part of the show. Like I'm, I'm, I look back on my history. I'm like, bro, I am where I am today. Of course we make mistakes and of course we learn, but it is a long history of Small decision, good decision, small decision, good decision over and over and over again. So and, you know, let's look. And, well, and I was going to say, and one thing I'd love to talk about is the people that turn away work think they're doing a great job, you know, and no offense to that person, but, you know, if you're turning away work for more than two months, like your system's, and it's right. like, you know, it's your job to make sure you're not a bottleneck. One of my friends posted the other day. Oh, I'm having to turn away work. And I was like, bro, you should create a system. He was actually trying to brag. Mm. And I was like, bro, you should create a system where, you know, you can duplicate it. He's like, he's like, Mike Tyson can't duplicate himself. And I was like, Mike Tyson can actually be in a movie and a commercial and all at the same time and not actually be at those places. And so it's like, and he can have boxing gyms that he's actually doesn't even visit that he can continue to teach. And so one big thing to the person who's turning away work is find out what that is. And it's probably quality and that's okay. What overcomes quality? That's called training. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, what's it going to take? Do you need to get an apprentice right next to you? Right. Do you need to do something? What can you do so you can focus on, you know, steering the ship? My only job now is like fishing for customers, you right. know? And, and dude, that's a shitload of fun. It is, you know, yeah. that's, it that's, is. that's a shitload of fun. Well, I, I love the perspective you you're you're giving it to him raw, which is great because you're right. Whatever the hinge point is, and it's like these breakpoints that we experience in business, every level that we go, and then and then as the entrepreneur, it's our job to to solve that the hinge point. And so I think that you're spot on. Whether it's someone, a key role, good, 
you know, building the team, giving things away, all those things that we talk about here. I can even think back to when I bought my first and second edible arrangements franchise, you know, Valentine's day is a big deal, big, big game. And the first store that I purchased the year before he had done, I think 300 orders on Valentine's day. And, and I had, I wanted to do at least double. And, and we did, we did like 750 and, and I felt like my teeth kicked in. (laughs) You know, I literally like stayed up for three days straight and I, and I never wanted to experience it again. So I looked at our systems, what was broken? How did we, 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 we did more, but man, I understand now why he only wanted, he, why he capped it. He said no more. Okay. So now I need to press into the system that allows for the same type of quality, the same type of feel, the smoothness, the execution at this level. And that, like you said, often comes down to systems. And, you know, customers, you know, I'm under a firm belief of this too. And this isn't scarcity. I feel like this is reality. We have a heartbeat and so does our business. You know, this heartbeat's not going to beat forever. So if you have customers pounding down your fucking door, you better serve them because they might not be there in five years. They might not be there when you come back. You know, maybe you serving them today in some capacity is going to tee you up for their repeat business in five years, whatever that looks like. But like, I feel like I can't turn away a customer. And, you know, I feel that my capacity is up to me. I, that's right. not my customer's problem ever. Exactly. You know, like, oh, Love I'm that. sorry, we didn't have a cold caller for you this week. That was not something anyone's ever heard from me. And so it's like, I make sure that not only is my pipeline full, but my pipeline is greased. So that way, when that bitch does fail, I can, I can really shove a bunch of stuff through it, yep. you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think that you are spitting more value than you, than you even realize, or <laughs> especially than the listener realizes. I want to flip the coin. I want you to tell me about a bad decision that you made. Yeah. We've, we've given the, all the credit to the good ones. What yeah. about a bad one? Well, you know, this is going to be like one of those Michael Scott answers. I remember one time they say, Michael Scott, what is your bad? What's the worst things about you? He's like, I work too hard. I care too much, you know, but you know, my (laughs) worst decision uh, was hiring a marketing company. Uh, I hired this guy named Ben Oberg. I don't mind putting his ass on blast. Gave them like $33,000 and man, they came in hot, you know, and I'll, I'll admit, I like being sold too. You know, so I can be romanced by excitement and I'm working on that myself and man. Oh yeah. So, you know, we're going to come in, man. And we're going to quadruple, man. We're going to sextuple sales. That's what we're going to do. And then after we do that, we're going to have to be 10% partners because you're going right. to be so strong that we're going to want equity. And then when you're at $10 million and I didn't, I wasn't buying all into that, but that is sure. a piece of what happened. Yeah. And then. You know, and then the lawnmower showed up, but you know, then that's him getting chopped up right now in the, in the weed wagon. But you know, a lot of time went by and it was my best, my worst decision that became my best because I spent a lot of money with them. And I will say one thing, like they kept trying to market my business, but no one, no one can market my business like me. And so the reason why it was my work was my worst decision financially in the moment, but it was probably my best decision because it allows me to step into my place and my role in my business, which is the chief marketing officer. And I need to own that position and outsourcing that is bullshit. Okay. For me, for For me, it's my natural skill. I need to hone it. I could resist that skill. Like, I think there's like a full 
there's like a folk story somewhere where a guy has amazing skill, but he doesn't want to be a knight. He wants to drink tea all day. It's like, dude, you can swing a sword like crazy, bro. Right. You know, and it's like, for me, I can swing the sword, but I was wanting to drink tea and hang out with my friends. And the truth is I have to be the world's greatest marketer for my own business. Yeah. And giving this guy $30,000, the reason why I was like, here, take it. Right. And I'm like, I hope this goes good. And, you know, that taught me that this doesn't work. Now I'm like, all right, you know, what's going on? So yep. my worst decision was paying that guy. And but, but my you learned best a ton. decision was learning. You know, I mean, the reality is this. We've all, we've all, especially with marketing, it seems like. We've had that conversation where things are going to come in. I was just on a call earlier today talking about TikTok uh, advertising and how it's going to be this and that and this and that. And, and uh, so I think we can all fall victim because we want to win. We want to, we want to, we want the advantages, right? We want to, we want to find the Tim Grovers like Jordan did to, to get, you know, the extra 15 pounds that makes me, you know, like we we're always looking for the advantages. Yeah. Right. But I love how you gave the, the visual there of, don't go, don't go looking for the advantage when you particularly are the advantage in that spot. You got to own it. I think that that's great. And that could be, that could be the, the fulfillment side. It could be the sales side. It could be the marketing side. Of course, eventually you're, you're going to have so much good stuff that you're going to have to build a team around the marketing. That's just inevitable as a, as a business grows, but then you can be the head. Then you can be, you know, the head of the head and there can still be some, some touch points there. But I think that the reality is, is that you know you. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I could, I could like sense myself resisting it. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and write emails and, but why not? Fucking throw on Netflix, you know, pack the bowl. And I'm like, you know what? If someone send me a meme that will inspire me. And then, you know, and it's like, it's about being able to get yourself in the mood. You know, it's like going to the gym when you don't want to go to the gym. And I think like, this is, this is a very similar activity. I know it's good for me, like eating vegetables, but how often do I choose to do that? Yeah. And then when I eat a vegetable, it's different in business. When you eat a vegetable, you poop out cash. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to in real life, when you have to eat vegetables for nine months and maybe right. you poop out cash, right? You yeah. know, it's like in, in business, you get such immediate feedback and such immediate match right. that's probably what makes it work for me is i can put something out there get immediate feedback feel good and you know keep keep going i love it i want to i want to go to our speed round here <clears throat> my first question is in the business if you dwindled everything down to one trackable metric what would it be what am i tracking because i track everything so what is with profit performance what do you think yeah, you you can only pick one. Okay, you tell me. Well, you know, there's actually the the. I think the real reality is is my company is broken down in like seven departments. Okay, and I think it's safe to say that there's one KPI in each department that is going to make or break it. You know, okay. one thing I've always been great at, and I think restaurant management taught me this, was being involved at the one point in the process that matters the most. And that point is generally what affects the KPIs the most, sure. you know, or maybe even seeing the KPI daily. So when there's a change, you can see that something else went wrong. Right. And so, you know, for cold calling, it's leads generated per hour. 
because I know how fast they're dialing per hour already. So the only right. other number that can vary is leads generated per hour. So I think that is the best indicator probably of return customers, because if we're getting more leads per hour, more customers like that work, let's, let's, let's do it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the business overall, I feel like it's profit, you know, I, or costs, actually best word for it. Making yeah. sure track my costs to make sure my costs are as low as possible. But, you know, I know you said one, but I feel like if I were to pick two or you give examples for the business, it's, it's going to be my cost line to ensure that because I ran restaurants, yeah. I track everything. I track my labor separate from my marketing, separate from my overhead. Right. Right. So I track those things individually. And then those three things equal my cost. And, and I make sure the best thing about my business is we've always been very profitable. But after five years, we're even more profitable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, my, my week, last week, my week last week was 71% profit. You know, that's insane. Yeah. You yeah. Know? A little different than a restaurant. <laughs> the restaurants are 5%. 7%. You've managed them and I've owned them. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. The, the next question on the list here I want to know is what book would you recommend? You've thrown out a couple of them. What book would you recommend to a six figure business owner specifically? You know, my favorite book is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I love Stephen Covey. I could go to sleep listening to that man's voice. Uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Something new that I'm hooked on. I feel like that's habitually based. Um, yeah, yeah. For marketing, I've really been enjoying Brendan Kane has two books out, Zero to a Million Followers in 30 Days is one. And the other one is Hook Points. Okay. I've I've learned that right now, I think the only books I need to listen to are like marketing books and not because it quote unquote matters, but it gets my juices flowing yeah. as it does, you know, even if I'm like zoned out, listening to something else and I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, marketing idea, you know, because I'm at such a point where all I am is my own marketing manager. Yeah. And so it's like, if I can kind of keep that juice going and keep my fingers flowing, so for me, I think like listening to a marketing audiobook right now is probably my best use of time. But I, what got me here was the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. The disciplines, habits, systems, doing things on repeat. How to, how to, how to treat people, you know, how to, you know, I think one of the big things with me, one of the habits is begin with the end in mind. And I think one of my superpowers is my deconstruction ability where I'm like, I'm insane at math. So it's like, I know how much sales I need to do. I know, like I could show you my P and L and I literally have it tracked every week for the last five years. And so it's like, and I mean like every metric dials per hour, leads per hour, leads per dial per hour as a percentage, you know, and it's right. like all of this granular stuff. And I feel like, you know, that other than the restaurant career, cause they're very P and L based, but He's the one that really taught me how to like lay that out. And one thing he teaches is like taking care of the productive capability of your employees, right? We all want them to produce, but you can't hold a knife to someone's neck and ask them right. to produce. So that's going to hurt their productive capability. So I think one of the things was, you know, always nurturing your team into yeah. a place where they perform at their highest rather than 
you think they perform at their highest and they all fucking hate you. <laughs> right. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, it can be the literal end of your business and you don't even know it right? until it happens. Yeah. Okay. Phenomenal feedback on, on the current book or books. And then even the one for, for a six figure, do you intentionally network and or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? Dude, I'm like the worst at this shit, bro. You know, I've learned a couple of things. Number one, my business offers so many different services that most people can decide not to work with me because I might overlap with them, right? They're like, you know, or, you know, whatever. So I've been a little bit of a loner. Actually, just today, true fucking story. I just paid for a ticket to go to the family reunion for real estate influencers in Tampa. Nice. And they even that, like, I was like, I, I, and I think because I used to throw events for clever that I hate events, right? I yeah. think it's like, you know, when you, when you're responsible for everything, like they're not fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Especially a lot. when I wasn't even the owner, like at least if I was Cody, I'm this millionaire responsible for everything. I'm like this 70 G a year employee responsible for everything. <laughs> not worth it. But, but so I think I carry that into my networking attitude a little bit. Sure. So to be hundred percent transparent, to follow up with one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made was I let my competitors out affiliate market me. And mm. one of the big differentiators between me and batch skip trace was, I feel like we both came out around the same time. And even though we're Matt, their software, we are work being done, but I think one of the big things is they went to all of the owners of the groups and offered them huge commission bonuses. And what happened was I made all my money in groups. So when I went back to these groups, the owners who are friends of mine are messaging me saying they banned me because they can't let me advertise my stuff because they're getting such a big kickback from bad skip tracing. So that was something I very clearly immediate saw. I thought that's not even blaming bad skip tracing. They crushed it. I should have yeah. them do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that was the one thing I've always been an innovator, making things better all the time. But that was one thing that I, in a, I, I caught late. Yeah. Didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, what I'm hearing you say, the takeaway there is that you still find value in connection. You still find value in people. Obviously you're clearly a people person, right? Yeah. a relationship person. Yeah, but but you've had to kind of maybe go about it in unique ways. I still I'm still hearing underneath of all the weight from events and even just the like oh they beat me to it. You the value you understanding the value obviously is is there. the The next question I've got for you is is a little bit off the cuff. I'm super curious to hear your perspective, and that is if you only had one hour each week to work in your business. Okay. How would you use that one hour to successfully run your business like you do now? I would probably write. Copy? Emails? It's probably, yeah, it would, what it would do if it was one hour, it would be co general copy, but then it would be dispersed to my marketing team for them to, you know, duplicate throughout yep. the week. You know, something about the way that I write my copy, my clients are never confused, you right. know? And I think with lead gen, especially like, I think lead gen is the hardest thing to sell, or let's say the easiest thing to sell, the hardest thing to keep someone happy. 
hundred percent. I would agree with that. Yes. No, because everyone wants the hope, but then with the hope comes the fall, which is the expectation. Right. And I'm really badass at the expectation part. But and I think it's cool. my directive. I'm very like, you do this, we do that. I remember one of my first clients called me long ago and he didn't get a great result. And he said, Nick, I didn't get what I was looking for when I hired you, but you did everything you told me you were going to do. And I was like, I think five weeks in the business at that point. And wow. I love that compliment, you know? And so it's like, I, that, I really try to be clear. And I think that, I think that that all comes from copywriting, you know, yeah. and I feel like in a business it's copywriting, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like if I wrote something that was powerful and I told my team to study it and learn it and duplicate it, that that would serve them more of me asking them to get on a zoom call for an hour where I just tried to preach the points that I would accomplish in the copy. That makes yeah. sense. Hundred percent. First time I've heard that answer on on the show, but I think it's an incredible answer. I think you know yourself extremely well. Last question here for you, Nicholas. If you lost it all, what would you do? You know what I am working on right now is creating a safety net that if at least I lost lead mining, I would be okay. And I feel like as a successful person, it is our job to do two things. Number one, create that safety net. And number two, get ready to be really humbled financially. So one thing I've recently done is I've got my living down to $1,000 a week, my home, my mortgage, my electricity. That's actually just my home mortgage, electricity, stuff like that. And now I'm getting my dinners and personal expenses. My goal is to be under $1,000 a week. But right now, my current goal is $1,300 a week. And so what I'm doing is I'm, I don't want to be in culture shock if something were to happen. I actually think it would be very cool to survive off of only $2,000 a week. I think you can agree that at our level, it's very easy to generate that in a passive income leg that sure. like I just launched a CRM, even though that's still in the lead mining world, it's its own thing. And I'm like, once... That hits eight G's a month. I'm I'm retired, quote unquote, right? right. Uh, but that didn't answer your question. That's the cheat code to answering your question. But I think that's every entrepreneur's greatest fear. Yeah. And what yeah. I would do is I would do the same same way I founded this company is I would reach out to my five most successful friends and offer to be a virtual executive for them for X amount of dollars a week. And just ride that wave until something hit, you know, my goal would be to find four people that will pay me $500 a week and just be an executive in their business for five yeah. hours a week for that time or whatever it might be. Right. Right. Uh, and then leverage what I've already known to, to, to bring it back. That would be my work, my ass off emergency plan. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love, I love the fact that you, you said it was. You know, it's every entrepreneur's worst, worst nightmare. And I think that for the ones, because as it should be, I, I think if that's not, then you're living in a different world. Right. You know, I, I, we're making moves right now where I wouldn't have dreamed to make moves like this, but I'm always calculating here and here and that's this. And, and, and we keep things pretty tight over here. And, and if that goes, if that doesn't work, then I've got that. And I would much rather everything just to work. 
And it'd be like, wow, okay, that's fantastic. I made some great moves. But if that doesn't work and that doesn't work and that doesn't work, great. I've got this, this, and this. Right. So I think that perspective is phenomenal. Nick, how can, how can someone find you? They want, they want to hire you. They want to find out all your services. Where can they find you? Well, so the best place is leadminingpros.com. My cell phone number's on the website. So, you know, even if you just want to meet and greet or shoot the shit or tell me about your business or snag some free mentorship, because I got a bad habit of that on every call that I make, you know, I think that's really what keeps us successful. I think people call me, no one's rushed. You know, I'm like, I talk to them. I send everyone else away and I'm like, like, let's just chat. Like the way I see my interaction with my clients is even if you don't hire me, but my advice can close a deal for you, I'm still taking credit for that deal. Oh yeah, hundred percent. In your heart and in your mind, you're gonna like, dude, Nick is dope, dude. I didn't, even, I talked to him for two yes. hours, didn't give him a dime. He didn't rush me off the phone, and he still left me with ninja advice. And yeah. so, you know, if any of you guys want to test me to see if what I'm saying is true right now, please feel free to call the number on the site. All my services are on there. I have this cool new exciting thing called Create Your Own Call Center which I will duplicate my lead mining business in any industry for you. If you think cold calling would kick ass, I just had a, I got a guy I'm meeting with tomorrow for a political cold calling. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Wants to make, and th those calls can't even be blocked. Take that, you DNC. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, so any industry and those start at like $12,000, but I get you yeah. the employees. I give you everything I know. It's not a mentorship as sure. in, I speak and you have to do it. It is kind of more like a consultant where yeah. I'm like, we'll set it up. Stuff, you go buy it and we'll set it up together. Kind yeah. of. Um, Love so it. Really cool stuff. Dude, you're, you're, I mean, I, I can, I can only imagine there are several people here listening today who, who need exactly what you do. So I hope that they take advantage of uh, taking you up on your free mentorship and potentially even becoming a client. You've been incredible. We are out of time. We wish you nothing but success in all that you're doing. Any any last final thoughts? I can I can hear some. I can see some of the brewing over there. You know, I mean, you know, I you know, no matter where you are, I think you know it comes down to that one thing, that one good decision we make in our business every day. You know, come up with a system that you know feeds your lifeline, whatever your lifeline is. If you're good at networking, then be good at networking. If you're good at Facebook posting or social, like I am continue that. Don't stop doing the thing that's making it work. And, you know, then innovate. You know, that's actually innovation is in our core values at Lead Mining. It's really a requirement to work for me. You know, if you're just going to duplicate the system I created, that's awesome. But if you're going to innovate it, you know, we can go to the moon. Yeah. Uh, so that would, that would definitely be, you know, my, my departing advice. And uh, yeah, reach out if you guys need anything. I'm totally here for you. Uh, dude, you've been, you've been valuable, incredible. Your time is, is noted, my friend. Thank you so much. We appreciate all that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you, Chaz. I'll see you, man. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to 
bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.